0: companies, and etc. that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Michael, and we rejoin our uh, investigation in Horror on the Orient Express this evening. Uh, I have assembled my cast of investigators to my right. Hello, I'm Mike, and I'm playing James Robert Fraser.
1: And to his right.
2: Hi, I'm Rena, and I'm playing Lady
3: Elizabeth Fitzroy.
0: At the end of the table. Hello, I'm Giles, and I'm playing Simon Griffith. To Mr. Griffith's right.
3: I'm Miranda, and I'm playing Maggie Bellinger.
0: And last but most certainly not least. I'm Martin, and I'm playing Richard Courtney. Well, we had an exciting episode last week. It seems that... um, Uh, Miss Bellinger has uh, come upon something special. So I want to start and raise the curtain this evening on the house just outside Hyde Park, where Maggie and her Aunt Edith have returned uh, in a bit of a fluster after what they've witnessed. Just on the return walk back, Maggie, you could see that the... uh, Situation at the library had deeply affected your aunt. She was shaky and very, very um, difficult uh, to, to travel with. You had to continue to physically help her along the path. Yeah. You yourself have, are still struggling to understand and, and cope with what you saw.
3: Edith, between well, what we just saw and with what happened to the professor, it would seem that ominous things are of foot here and I know that you're worried about me traveling but I hope that you'll stay safe here as well won't you
0: I'm gonna have to I don't, I don't know I, I I I think we'll be fine I've never had any trouble here at the house I mean I, I, my friend from Paris are here I'm sure that they'll they'll understand that what a the, the look on his face I, I've never seen anything like it.
3: Yeah, it was quite horrid.
0: What, 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 what do you suppose did that?
3: I, I can't begin to imagine what would do that to someone.
0: I, I, I suppose I, I remember uh, my reaction to Arabian Nights a bit differently. <laughs> she kind of <laughs> nervously laughs.
3: Uh, yes, uh, not, not quite like that.
0: Oh. She uh, goes into the, the sitting rooms and and takes one of the comfortable chairs.
3: And I I can't quite understand what this note about the skinless one means.
0: Uh, uh, no, did did you take something from the table? I I'm just, sorry, I I must have turned away. What what is, what is it?
3: Um, uh, there a note that was on the uh, table. Um, I. Um, it just it seemed in, important in the moment. I must have not been thinking. I I uh, took it.
0: What? what uh, and, and what does it say?
3: It says the skinless one will not be denied. Do you know what that means, Aunt Edith? Oh, ghastly.
0: Oh, uh, uh, I've never heard of it before, skinless one.
3: N- me neither.
0: Hmm. Well, um... Perhaps the, perhaps the proper authorities will know.
3: No. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, that's a good point. I should probably turn it back over to them. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't have us uh, uh, stay as witnesses.
0: Mm. Yes. Yeah, no. That that man seemed to have everything in order. He was going to take care of it all. I'm sure that. Uh, I'm sure that. The yard will investigate.
3: Uh, Yes. Um, do you think they'll uh, come around, or I guess I could. Phone them.
0: Mm. Perhaps that would be best, dear. Yes.
3: Yes. Yes. Why don't we um, get get some tea, um, and then and then I'll I'll phone them. This uh, in, in case this is of any importance.
0: Sounds like a wonderful idea. I, I will need to lay down, though.
3: Oh, of course, of course. Here, let me let me help you, Aunt Edith.
0: You help her out of the chair and help her to her bedroom with uh, another member of staff, and they ask if she's feeling all right. Is everything all okay? What?
3: Oh, uh, yes, uh, we just had um, quite a fright at the library, but um, I think some rest will do all of us some good.
0: She uh, takes to rest pretty quickly. Your Aunt Edith is um, a socialite. She's definitely not someone who's um, in any way, shape, or form used to dealing with such things. Yeah. It's really only after you close her door, uh, knowing that she's fast asleep, uh, that you begin to realize that you've never really seen anything like that. Not even in some of the more... um, provocative papers and drawings even some of the older medieval sketches that have been done, even some of the art pieces that you've wandered in through in some of the museums that depict some rather ghastly things this was upfront and close, this was almost juicy
3: Yeah, um, Maggie almost wants to um, get out her sketchbook and draw it out herself
0: Okay. Yeah. It seems the rain is a good day for sitting and drawing. The house is relatively quiet other than the um, traffic that you can hear, the foot traffic anyway, that you can hear
3: Yes. on the well, outside. Well, I figured, um, you know, that Lady Elizabeth seems to know uh, quite a bit about these sorts of things, it would seem, um, but... It might be easier for me to draw what I saw rather than explaining it to her when I see her.
0: Yes. I'm sure that Lady Elizabeth would appreciate a nice drawing of a dead man.
3: Yes. <laughs> Sharing is caring.
0: That's right. Okay, we set we will set you about your uh, your artistry. Okay. You're free to make a a roll for it if if that's something that you have a skill in.
3: I think I do.
0: To see how well you convey the the context and the depth of the scene.
3: Do I rolled a one oh. <laughs> against forty, so it is a critical success.
0: Okay, so here's what I'd like you to do. Okay, I would like you to make me a pow roll.
3: Oh, okay. Uh, fifty three against seventy five.
0: So here's what I'd like. I'm going to, I'll off camera, give you a note about um, your drawing. Okay. And we'll, we'll take it from there, but right. uh, we'll just note that you had both a successful skill role that was a critical success and then a successful uh, power role. So okay. we will leave you to uh, the wonderful work you begin doing <laughs> uh, and we will move our camera northward, where we pick up at the estate of the Earl of Northbrook. And so Lady Elizabeth and Mr. Fraser and then the aforementioned Professor Courtney and Simon have arrived via auto at uh, the estate. So Lady Elizabeth, what is your first order of business as you arrive? The
2: first thing would be to go see Raymond if he hasn't come out to to greet
0: us. Oh, he has. Absolutely. Hmm. Um, So there's actually quite a bit of staff there that are greeting you, even in the... uh, rain, uh, not so much a full-on rain, but a drizzle that is uh, greeting you all as you mm-hmm. arrive. There are uh, various uh, members of staff with, uh, have been made many with uh, umbrellas to protect you from the rain as you get out.
2: Uh, hello, Raymond. Rolling out the red carpet, I see.
0: Wonderful to see you. Um, yes, yeah, we're, we'll keep you uh, dry as long as we can. We should hustle inside, though. Yes. And, uh, <clears throat> he kind of waits for you to Introduce your guests to him.
2: Oh, well, I was going to do that inside, Raymond, but all right. Uh, so, this is Mr. Simon Griffith, and this is Professor Richard Courtney.
0: Hmm. He, uh, <clears throat> he takes a short glance at you, uh, Fraser, and gives you a nod of approval. I shall
4: nod respectfully in return, your lordship.
0: Well, let's get dry, shall we? You see you can see that uh, Raymond is uh, wearing what look like riding boots and it looks <laughs> like he's already been out uh, even his uh, I would say though that his uh, current jacket that he's wearing doesn't seem to have any any uh, evidence of a morning ride you all get ushered into the Northbrook estate which is uh, quite something those of you who are not used to uh, estates especially the estate of an earl are probably taken aback by the size and the grandeur of it. Every service and uh, need that you might have, like when someone needs to take your coat or your hat or your bags, staff do approach to do approach you about your cases and valises and whatnot.
2: Thank you very much. Raymond, putting Starcatcher through her paces this morning, I see?
0: Of course. Uh, it's good to ride in the rain. It's good to ride anytime you can.
2: It's just, don't break your neck. It's dreadful out there.
0: Now, now, we're not drumming up old memories of socks, are we? He kind of smiles at you.
2: We we, we don't talk about that, Raymond.
0: Come now. He uh, gestures uh, deeper into the house. Mm. You've stopped up. What can we help you with? Uh, the estate is uh, at your need, of course.
2: Uh, we've come to look at uh, some of... Father's collection, uh, what what you still have uh, in, in the library, in the study. Doing some research, uh, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, sounds dreadful.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: Yes, of course. He seems to... He seems to almost... Uh, his eyes drift a bit as if he's hung up on a thought for a moment and then he snaps back to... Um, of course, you know what it is. He tucks into his pocket and withdraws a key. There you are. I've, um very recently had to keep it locked we had a few pieces come up missing a few weeks ago
2: pieces what pieces
0: oh I don't keep a catalog of what goes on in that room anymore it's very difficult but um I was just must have been the other week uh, let me think he thinks back and then he turns and says um Meadows and you see a, a younger man a much younger man uh Mr. Fraser than. uh than uh, William was when did we decide to lock the library again and Meadows kind of just eyes to the fl- to the floor just a bit that that not direct gaze at him but yet you know somewhere nearby says uh, it would have been um, just mid January about the 14th right the 14th of course we saw a few pieces uh, had come up missing a few books and uh, and we thought it best uh, well I thought it best to uh, Lock it so that way no one else could get in. You even locked the windows.
2: Did they take anything else from the house? Mm,
0: not that I'm aware of.
2: That's strange.
0: must say it's been a strange past few weeks. We'll talk later on that, but please, avail yourself of the library as much as you need, and you're, uh... He looks around a bit. Have you... Have you grown the staff?
2: No. Professor Courtney is with me on a research trip, and uh, Mr. Griffith here is is helping out with some things.
0: Hmm. He looks at you, Richard, and within five to maybe six seconds, it seems as he has taken his full assessment of your physical abilities. And then he moves his eyes on. When he stops at you, Mr. Griffith, uh, it's fairly clear that he seems to appreciate, he seems to, give an appreciative glance your way in the sense of seeing that you have a sense of yourself hmm Uh, Griffith is it uh, yes sir what is it that you do sir I'm a miner. He cocks an eyebrow well I, I surely hope you're not looking for a job here in the north it's been difficult as of late
1: no sir I'm looking after Mr.
0: Courtney for the moment hmm Of course. Well, then, he turns and goes back to you, Lady Elizabeth. So, um, perhaps you would uh, give me a few minutes. I'll be in the... um, Well, I suppose it's probably raining a little bit much to get back on the horse today. But uh, I'll be in my office after you're done. There's a matter we should speak about.
2: All right. Uh, we'll, We'll... Take a look, and maybe I'll come find you uh, in, in half an hour or so.
0: Mm, wonderful. If you should need anything, simply call the staff up. I'm sure we'll be happy to help.
2: Yes, thank you, Raymond. You're dear.
0: Raymond, uh, without a knot outside anyone else, just simply turns and walks back down the hallway as if there is something entirely more interesting to do.
2: Can I Which do a end? psychology role, Mike?
0: Yeah. Go right ahead.
2: Okay. My psychology isn't very high, but who knows? Okay, that is a 29 under 30.
0: Okay. What are you attempting to ascertain about the situation, or your brother, as it were?
2: Well, he I, I noticed that he got lost in thought for, for a moment when he was handing me the keys, and then he mentioned that this that there was something we needed to talk about so i'm i'm trying to see if if he's worried or if he's stressed about something or uh, it, can i determine what kind of uh energy he has right now
0: so to most people your brother raymond is not necessarily uh, easy to read he grew up knowing what his role would be and so he learned early on how to camouflage in a very aristocratic way what he actually means Uh, although for you he is a little bit more see-through your brother is deeply concerned about something and when you talked about your father's books that's really when he began to have some trouble over his emotional state and it also conjoined at the same time about the study being locked and and there had been a break-in. There's something that is deeper that's gone on there. You're not certain what it is, but he's definitely not telling you everything yet.
2: Okay. So I'll file that away for future reference, but I want to go get this started before I go talk to him, Uh, as, as I said I would. So I'm just going to turn back to my little group, shall we?
4: Your ladyship, um, would it be all right if I went and uh, made myself known to Mister Bruce, Mister Brewster, and uh, and just uh, gave my paid my respects to the staff here?
2: Of course, Fraser. Whatever whatever you need to do. Take your time. We're in no rush.
4: Thank you, your ladyship. Uh, gentlemen, um, so I want to head off and. Mm-hmm. The first thing that I would like to do is, I'd like to speak to Mister Meadows, because obviously I know exactly the position that, that he's in, and I know what he has to deal with on a day to day basis. And I just want to have a brief conversation with him about um, how he's getting on, uh, about whether he's in, he's enjoying working uh, at Maplebrook. But then I will also, what I'd like to do is, I'd kind of like to lead the conversation on to the these these thefts, uh, this break in that there's been and also what his lordship's feelings are on it but most importantly how this could have been allowed to happen and what went missing because Mm. i feel if anyone should know what went missing either he or mr higgins who runs a very tight ship here at maplebrook um i mean i i know my place here i don't i certainly don't lord it around here and go and check on things to make sure things are are done properly or anything like that here because um in in, you know in in the, the hierarchical terms i'm not nearly as high up the ladder here as I would be at uh, um, in in Kensington. So, what I'd like to do is, is is I'd like to get get a sense of well, what what could have gone missing? Um, was it books? Was it items of sculpture or anything like that?
0: So Meadows is pretty forthcoming uh, in your discussions with him. Um, he's obviously much younger than than the former valet was sure yeah. um but he isn't by any means um he, he almost feels at fault with what happened to william he feels like it's he takes some uh guilt uh, with him in regards to it i mean I, i'll do my best to
4: kind of put his mind at ease about that I'll, I'll you know i'll say it's it's not his fault by any stretch of the imagination these things are uh, out out with our control our masters and betters make these decisions and um, you know that he he shouldn't feel in any way responsible for for William's fortunes um, although they are regrettable
0: just so you know uh, as far as what I saw it must have been 14th maybe 15th and i was doing my rounds just late making sure that everything was set and ready for the evening before i retired and I'd seen that the one of the east wing doors was open, and I thought maybe Mrs. Thomas had gone outside to Ten Garden or whatnot. Uh, There's quite a lot here, uh, and she's a, a fan of uh, some of the flowers that are out there. Mm-hmm. When I'd gone out and checked, she was, must have been inside already to bed, but uh, I came back in, I shut the door, and when I was walking back, that's when I saw the study door was open. I came in, And then I saw that the far window there Was open a crack too And that's when I started really looking around the room Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there'd been a a Sculpture there on Lord Northbrook's uh, shelves there It had been of a a thorned rose It had been there for years I'm sure you remember it Uh, But it was gone now And I remember seeing a a, a gap just below There'd been a book there Green cover a, A gold binding to it Couldn't miss it It was missing too and so I went to the window to see if I could see who'd gotten off with it. You know, we don't have a whole lot of trouble around here, of course. I shut the window and decided that, even though it was late hour, I would uh, let His Lordship know what had happened.
4: Of course, of course. So, uh, in your uh, in your estimation, you believe that the th- the thief uh, entered by the door, made their way through to the study, took what mm. they took, and then left through the window. Um, did you make any uh, attempt to ascertain where they had gone af- after they left the, uh, the the building?
0: I was in luck actually. It had rained just the night before up here, so when they'd put their feet outside the window on the grounds, they dug into the mud a bit, and it was definitely a man's shoe. <laughs> uh, they'd made their way back down the road, and after that, I don't know. But something was confusing about the entire thing. Well, what what was that, Pretel? Well, the room had. There was a smell about the room. It was, um, well, I, mean, I don't want to guess, but it, it was like a, a male's, uh, no, uh, a, a cologne or something, some, a strong, a, a musky odor. A cologne? Really? Yes, mm, not, not something that the, his lordship would wear, uh, far too, uh, progressive for him.
4: Progressive? Uh-huh. That's very strange. I wouldn't, no, I certainly wouldn't expect her. A professional thief uh burglar to be wearing a, a strong cologne to, to mark his whereabouts um that does sound very odd but it, it does look very much like from the way you're describing it as though whoever it was knew exactly what they were looking for when they came into the house
0: and that's what bothers His Lordship so much there are of course objects in the library there that are worth 10 12 times that simple sculpture mm. there's a there's a clock on the wall that you could probably fetch. I, I mean, I wouldn't hazard a guess, but it's a, a fair amount for. The clock was untouched. So if it was sc- just a common thief, then why wouldn't they just take it?
4: Indeed. Yeah, that is exactly my thoughts as well, uh, Mr. Meadows. Um, so the, the sculpture is gone. It wasn't used. Uh, well, uh, there was no breakage of the window. So. so the sculpture was gone and the book behind it was gone. Do you know which which book this was? I don't. I truly have no idea. Um, Perhaps Mister Higgins will be able to, uh, or Mister uh, Mister Brewster, rather, would be able to uh, illuminate me on that particular matter. Um, no, you've done well. You, you've done well, Mister Meadows. And uh, are you enjoying it here? Are you enjoying serving His Lordship? Uh, is it to your satisfaction?
0: It, it is. He, he's he's much. Uh, he enjoys the ride. I'll say that.
4: He he does in, indeed. He is a very much of a, an equestrian gentleman, mm-hmm. is he not?
0: Yeah. We uh, we do travel a lot in that regard. Yes. And, uh, and he treats uh, you well? Oh, yes. I, I, not a single uh, bad thing to say about it. I, I'm really, truly fortunate to, to be in his uh, staff. Ah,
4: very good. And where do you hail from, uh, Mr. Meadows? Are uh, you a local lad? No, no, just you see here, Peterborough. Ah, I see. I see, I see, I see. Oh, well. Well, you've done well. This is a good house to work for. Um, and uh, if you... Keep yourself neat and tidy, and mind your, mind your p's and q's, and uh, make sure you you remember all your duties and uh, do them to the best of your capabilities. And uh, I'm sure you'll have a good life here. I am aware that His Lordship uh, has a certain, uh, well, I wouldn't go so far as to say them, to call them eccentricities, but uh, he can uh, can occasionally be a uh, be a stern man, um, and not always without uh, due cause. But uh, if you ever have any any questions or any worries or anything like that, please do feel free to contact me uh, at Kensington. Uh, I'm always at your disposal if you need anything at all.
0: Mm. I do appreciate it, Mr. Fraser. I do appreciate
4: it. Well, it's the least I can do. I I have been in your position myself.
0: The library uh, is locked as you find it, Lady Elizabeth, with a simple turn of the key the grand doors open.
2: Yes, well, try not to pass out, Professor, from sheer delight, but this is my father's library. I'm just going to step, step aside a little bit uh, and let him walk in. It's quite an impressive sight.
0: Yes, the room is likely much larger than even the uh, the, the enhanced library. ...that uh, Professor Smith was working on. This is really something. Probably, just at a glance... ...Richard, you probably see... ...maybe three or four hundred books here.
5: I say, this is fantastic.
0: There's a very large desk at one end of the... ...at the opposite end of the room. And there are several... ...it sits near um, a set of windows... ...that give a, a beautiful reading light... ...onto the desk... And there are even um, several kind of pedestals positioned around the room where books are propped open. If there's any any number of subjects here that seem to be uh, on display.
5: So Richard is just going to um, kind of ignore the rest of the world around him, as it were, and wander in and start looking at uh, the books on the shelves, just um, as if a child gazing at the the different volumes and just trying to take it all in, work out what's there, what sort of subjects are covered and... How old the books are whether he's seen them before whether there's anything that t- takes his fancy that, that catches his interest
0: Oh, there are definitely um, texts that you've seen here before uh, there's actually quite a bit of not only history but um, there are sciences here as well uh, and it's really as you get into the sciences you start seeing them veer into areas that you're not familiar with so social sciences so even books on the mind, and that's when you kind of start to see that you're gravitating toward a very particular corner. This is a corner you, Rena, know very well of your your father's uh, books here.
5: It does seem to be quite a collection here.
2: Yes, and this isn't even all of it. Like I said, uh, father left some books to the, the local vicar, and Raymond donated some to the library before I think he got too bored of going through and cataloging everything and just decided to leave it.
5: Ooh, do you do you have a catalog you, even a partial one
2: uh, father would have had one i I don't know if it's still here but I'll, I'll check so I'm gonna go over to the to the writing desk
0: hmm. uh
2: in in the corner Mike yep uh and I'm gonna check to see if uh father's catalog is there
0: yeah you check to see that the catalog is there and there it is it has not, has not been uh it's not been removed although uh, it's not in the same position it used to be in, so someone must have um, at some point taken out and looked at it. It's possibly Raymond did it when he was uh, dealing with some of the uh, donations he made.
2: Uh, here it is, Professor, if you want to have a look.
5: Yes, yes, no, I, um, yes. You'll just take it and start having a look through. Is the catalogue sort of ordered, or is it, um, I, I'm assuming it must be, or is it, is it just sort of list, an A to Z list of books?
0: It's mostly uh, an A to Z list of books. So
5: Richard will, yeah, just uh, just start skimming through quicker than looking on the shelves and okay. see what you can see.
0: Well, you notice a few things right off the bat as you continue to get through the book. You notice that there are books that have lines through them. So it looks like they at one point were part of the collection uh, and they have been crossed off.
5: Um. Just something that's come to mind, is the book that uh, Lady Elizabeth uh, has, is that that in the catalogue somewhere? It does not appear in the catalogue at all. Mm -hmm. It's strange, your uh, your book doesn't feature here. At least I don't think it does.
2: Yes, there were a few books I don't think Father would have uh, kept in his catalogue, just in case. I'm guessing this definitely would have been one of them.
5: Did he have like a, a private collection of books?
2: Oh uh, yes, he ha- he had his special tomes—the ones I w- I wasn't allowed to read. This was one of them, um, and I pat the the bag that I'm carrying. And uh, he he had a few others. I, I don't even know the names of them because I wasn't allowed to get anywhere near them. I tried, but uh, he kept the kept the key very carefully secreted around his person somewhere, and I could never get to it. Would
5: would they be here now? I, I wonder whether the um, the keys that we're looking for might be with them.
2: It's entirely possible.
5: Hmm. Richard will return to his list and keep on looking through, just to just to see if there's anything there which uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what he's looking for, but he's just going <laughs> to sort of look through and see if anything
0: stands why out. Don't, why don't you give me a library use roll, Richard, and we'll see what uh, we'll see what you uh, can come up with, then. And- I guess the question to you, Simon, is that what what are you choosing to do if you come into the library with them just to kind of keep an eye on uh, what the professor may be doing? um, There are any number of um, books here that you could potentially peruse.
1: Uh, I'm going to sit in. uh, I'm hoping there is an armchair in here. Close several. Okay, I'm going to sit in one that will give me a view of the two of them.
0: (laughs) Again, several. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Lady Elizabeth.
2: Yes, Mr. Griffith?
1: What is this book that you are speaking of with uh, Richard?
2: Oh, yes. Well, it's a book my father left me that I haven't been able to open yet. I'm not quite exactly sure what's in it. That's why we're here. We're looking for the keys.
1: And do you think it ties to what Mr. Richard is carrying?
2: Well, Professor Smith certainly seemed to think so.
1: Are you aware of what happened at Mr. Richards' house? Uh, no. Is it safe to speak here?
2: Well, servants don't listen in at doors on this estate, I can assure you.
1: Ma'am, one of Professor Richards' students was found dead in his home. His home had been searched. I believe that they are looking for what the professor is carrying Is it possible that you are also under surveillance?
2: Uh, I raise one eyebrow. It's entirely possible, I suppose. That's rather thrilling.
1: If this book is tied to the professor's item per Dr. Smith, then it would be entirely likely that both items are being wanted by other individuals, enough that they would kill someone.
2: Well, that might explain the break-in, I suppose. Maybe they were looking for the book. Thank you, Mr. Griffith. That was very enlightening. I'm going to look over at, uh, at Richard. I would say it's imperative we find the keys as quickly as possible then, and then leave leave the estate. I don't want my, my brother and his children in any danger, so if we can find the keys and, and leave, I think that would be the best course of action
0: the library door creaks open and you see George followed quickly by Charles bowl into the library it's clear that the children never get to go in here they're never allowed in the, the formal library just because they're other well, kids and um, they're taking the opportunity of the door being unlocked to uh, to come and greet you
2: I, I smile at them and like, hello boys you're back Yes, I told you I'd come back
0: What are we doing in the library? Charles looks around Charles is clearly a, a troublemaker He's a fun troublemaker though George is much more like his father He's very straight-laced And he's being, you know, of course Groomed to be the, the, the next in line And so he's occasionally known to um, <clears throat> Keep his brother in line as necessary
2: Charles is my favorite Indeed We're looking, looking at your grandfather's books.
0: Hmm. Well, there are just so many.
2: I know. Might take us a little bit. Have you been Mm. in here before?
0: Charles looks at you. Who, me? No, never.
2: Oh, of course not. I wasn't implying that you would ever be in here. Of course not. And I wink at
0: him. He smiles. George walks up to you, Professor, and very matter of fact who says this is the grandest library in all of the county did you know that I could certainly believe that there are a lot of books here you remind me of my tutor <laughs> do I Richard looks a little bit nervous he's not good around kids George looks back at, at you Lady Elizabeth and says will you be staying for dinner
2: uh, I, I don't know I think I think so I have to talk to your father Don't want to interrupt things too much. Do you want me to stay for dinner?
0: I think it would be wonderful.
2: Uh, She smiles at him. It's like, well, I brought you boys something.
0: Mm. Their eyes light up. They seem to kind of magnetize to you as if you're the center of the universe. And they they begin to, you know, be pulled in by the gravity of the the sugar.
2: Can you guess?
0: Mm. You brought chocolate, you hear Charles say.
2: Oh, how did you know? You you must be magic.
0: See them, like, hold their hands out.
2: Uh, I pull the the two packets of of sweets out of my bag and hand them one each. Now, don't go eating them all before dinner. I don't want to get in trouble with your mother, and I wink at them.
0: Mm. Of course not. They uh, take the sweets and can basically run off down out of the library and then into the hallways. You can hear the almost, you know, Uh, There's a bit of a clop to them because they're wearing boots. So you can hear them on the hardwood floors kind of bang the way out. Having uh, two children relatively close in age has made uh, Northbrook a little louder than uh, you remember it.
2: Yes, it's nice to have some vivacity around this place again.
0: Just looking around, you can imagine that you reimagine the days without younger children here. It is a little. Oh, it's a little gothic, almost. You know, the hallways maybe would probably be a little darker, a little less warm than having the uh, George and Charles around.
2: It was always extremely quiet, too. His father never liked too much noise, especially when he was studying. So it's good to hear the noise.
0: So, uh, housekeeping, did... You rolled library use, yes, Richard? Um, Richard got
5: a nine, which is right. an extreme success.
0: Wonderful. So I guess, give me a bullet list of specifics that you're looking for.
5: Um, so Richard's sort of looking for anything out of the ordinary, and by that he's aware that there are some books on the occult there. He's already spotted the fact that the book that Lady Elizabeth has got isn't, isn't in there. So... I guess they're the sort of specifics that he's looking for. And I think in more general terms, because of his interest in um, mathematics and the sciences, anything around that, that would be, I don't know, a specialist book in the subject or um, something that's particularly out of the way or a, a different field of research, something that's new and anything like that would probably just sort of tickle his fancy as well. But as I say, more specifically, I think he's looking for things in connection with the book that, that lazy L- Lady Elizabeth has got.
0: Okay. Well, with that kind of a role, uh, you are going to be at it a little while. So, library uses are roughly around an hour worth of time, and so I suppose I would ask um, anybody else in the room if they're going to assist you with that, or if um, if maybe uh, Lady Elizabeth is going to pay her brother a visit in the study.
2: Yes, once I've gotten uh, Richard ensconced with the catalog and and everything, and he's uh, he's busy, uh, I am going to. Slip off to go talk to Raymond.
0: Okay. The thing that you settle on in this part of the library is actually a melding of the two subject matters. Richard, you find ours uh, magna at Ultima. It is, um, properly translated. Uh, it's basically the universal art. It was written by, uh, Raymond Lowell. It's, a uh, from a mathematician a philosopher a logician a writer and uh, it's a pretty heady work but it is literally like manna from heaven to your brain
5: so is richard familiar with this book already its existence if not its content existence yes content no right. so i think seeing this richard will be very interested in in sort of digging through it um, Probably just skimming it to start with, to see what's there and, and anything that takes his fancy. He, I mean, time would mean nothing to him at this point. And unless someone else stops him and says, are you coming for dinner or um, what are you doing? He's likely to just continue plowing on through this thing until he's had his fill.
0: The work was for many years considered heretical by the church. It wasn't until later on that, as the sciences moved forward, That his work was suddenly begin to uh, be be seen in a different light, Uh, but you begin chewing through this early, you know, fifteen hundred ish or so text, and uh, it's going to take you a little while because the wording of it is uh, definitely old. Yeah, and he'll continue to do that, I think, until he's he's disturbed. Well, he's probably already disturbed. We just haven't gotten to that part yet. <laughs> Let me shift to uh, the study.
4: Mike, can I just uh, check something with you? Uh, Please, just add a, a character. Um, is um, is the Earl currently in the study? Is that where he headed off to? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes. um, if... Lady Elizabeth is heading towards the study. Uh, I'm kind of guessing that it's possible she might see me on the way over there because um, one of the things that I was going to do after I spoke to Mr. Meadows was... was uh, well, I, I had wanted to go and uh, have a look in the study myself, but obviously if his, his lordship is there um, at the moment, uh, I won't do that. But um, I will want to relay the information that I've received um, from Mr. Meadows uh, to Lady Elizabeth.
0: Absolutely. So we will say, um, before we go to that scene, then I'll just, I'll, I'll give us a, a bit of conversation. Then as you see her before she gets to the study.
2: I'm walking down the hallway and you can hear the click, click, click of my, of my walking cane before, before you even see me probably.
4: So, um, yeah, I will, um, uh, very uh, respectfully can gain try to gain your attention um, and uh, uh, your leadership your leadership
2: uh, uh, Yes what is it Fraser?
4: I wonder if I might have uh, a wee quiet word I was speaking to Mr. Meadows regarding this uh, this robbery that took place around the 14th um, of the month um, what he's told me is that uh, a a book and a small sculpture, a, a rose with some thorns. I don't know if you recall it. For, were, were the items stolen from the study? Um, he's not sure what the book itself was, and obviously um, his lordship is currently in the study. So I, I really I don't want to go in and disturb him. But uh, he tells me that it was a green uh, had a green cover. This book with a. A gold lining. It was. It was right behind the book, uh, the the, um, uh, the the wee sculpture of the rose. Uh, I don't know if that rings any bells or jogs your memory at all. If you if you can think of what it might have been. Uh, I, I myself, I, I was going to go and speak to Mister Brewster because I thought uh, it it was quite likely he would have have a have a better idea of exactly um, which book it was that, that was taken. But uh, I thought I thought
0: you should know that, your ladyship.
2: Thank you, Fraser. Uh, Mike, do I recognize this description?
0: Uh, the, ro- the rose, absolutely. Okay, that is something that your your father had in his study since before you can remember. It used to be on a very small pedestal base, pedestal base, so maybe just three or four inches in a in a circular uh, nature, and then it used to sit in that as a holder. And uh, you remember keenly that in the winter months, he would move it from its position on the bookshelf in his study to a position near the windows.
2: Yes, Fraser, I remember the the statue. It's odd that anyone would steal that. Father had it for ages.
4: Uh, That is what I was thinking as well, your ladyship. It does seem rather strange because... From the way Mr Meadows describes it, the, the thief knew exactly what they were coming and looking for. They came in through the, through this door here, made their way straight to the study, went in, removed the items, and no other items at all, I might say, uh, removed the items from from the study, and then uh, as far as they could tell, they uh, exited the building through the window of the study and made their way out, and uh, out across the lawn towards the, the tree line and, and away, I, I believe. Mm. The the peculiar thing as well was, and I've been racking my brains trying to think of exactly what it might have been, was that Mr. Meadows, who who discovered the theft, said that when he entered the study, he he caught the scent of what what smelled like a a male cologne of some kind, a a musky kind of a smell, he said. Um, And and I'm thinking that, well, it doesn't strike me as particularly often that a, a burglar worth his salt would would be wearing a strong-smelling cologne for for fear of discovery. Um, It did strike me, though, that it might be something that uh, perhaps a a foreign gentleman might wear. And that set wee alarm bells ringing in my head.
2: That's a very good point, Fraser. Thank you for the information. Uh, Why don't you go and speak to Mr Brewster while I speak to his lordship? And uh, we'll see if we can sort this out any further maybe raymond knows something even if he doesn't know he knows it which is quite often
4: indeed indeed uh, i will do that very thing um i also thought i might take it upon myself to to perhaps have a, have a wee look outside uh, even though it has been uh, a fortnight or, or so i suppose now uh, since the burglary i thought i might take a wee turn outside the, the building and, and see if i could see anything in in terms of uh, uh, footprints, or or uh, anything like that, or perhaps a, a discarded uh, cigarette butt, or whatnot.
2: That couldn't hurt, Fraser. Just be careful out in the rain.
4: Oh, the rain doesn't bother me, your ladyship. The rain doesn't bother me. I'm used to it.
2: Well, thank you for the information, and uh, do let me know what you what you learn.
4: I will do. Uh, uh, by the way, your ladyship, have you seen have you seen the wee lads around?
2: Ah, uh, yes, they just left the library. You might find them hiding in a corner, eating a bag of sweets.
4: Uh, oh, ah, you have already supplied them with, with, the, uh, with the sweet comestibles. Ah, marvellous.
2: Yes. So, uh, if their mother asks, don't tell her it was me.
4: Oh, mum's the word. Mum's the word. I, I, would not, uh, I would not break that confidence for all the world. The wee rascals. <laughs> I'll have to see if I can find them. And you see uh, a smile cracks um fraser's face that she he, you don't often see him smile but uh, he has even you know that he's got great affection for the two wee boys
2: all right off you go fraser i'm i'm due to see my brother in the study so just do be careful
4: very well your lordship. i i will be absolutely and uh, i shall really any any information that i manage to to glean from uh, for my conversation uh, with uh, Mr. Brewster and my examination of of the exterior of the building. I'll make my way off down the corridor.
0: Lady Elizabeth, you approach Mm. the study. This is a study, of course, that you've been in multiple times, uh, probably several hundred at this point, all for different reasons, obviously. But now the man who sits behind the desk is far different than your father. But you find him, nonetheless, poring over what appears to be just a, a, a letter or a few sheets of paper.
2: Reading, Raymond? You must be bored.
0: He looks up, and you can see that the, um, the air of uh, calmness at the doorway has vanished. Do us both a favor and close the door.
2: Oh, all, all right. I'm going to close the door and then move in closer, looking a bit concerned. I'm not used to this reaction from my
0: brother. Tell me, have you heard the name Alexander Fitzgeorge yet?
2: Alexander Fitzgeorge. Doesn't sound familiar.
0: Well, I'm afraid it's going to get far more familiar. He turns a piece of paper, looks like a letter, over towards you. It has a very noticeable... Seal on the top of it, and that is the um, it's the king's seal. Oh my! The letter goes on to detail in rather short order that there has been a claim of bloodline from someone outside the Fitzroy family, and that this claimant, an Alexander FitzGeorge, is preparing to present his case to be recognized. As the oldest heir to the former Earl of Northbrook. And that after some consideration, they are going to hear his case. Oh, my. Raymond sits back in the chair.
2: So he's claiming to be...
0: A member of our family, yes. He's claiming to be...
2: Father's bastard? Yes. I thought he was more careful than that.
0: Well, I, I can tell you, uh, he was far less careful than we thought.
2: Hmm. What, what what proof does he have, Raymond? Do you know?
0: I don't. I know nothing about the man yet. I have people looking in London, people looking everywhere, trying to find some shred of evidence as to who he is, where he is staying, or anything. But if, so far, if, nothing.
2: If he's older than you, Raymond, it must have been before he married mother.
0: Maybe. It's hard to say. Even those times, unfortunately, i no one around here remembers. Or they're claiming they don't. And, of course, I've damned my own self by having uh, replaced uh, the former footman with Meadows. I don't even have him available anymore. With William or whatever his name was. Father's old shoe that used to hang around
2: yes william i could I could f- find him, i think, but Raymond can he lay claim to the estate if 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 he's if he's a bastard if father never claimed him
0: it's preposterous there's no possible way for him to do it, but what he can do is worse, i think he can stand outside the arena and he can yell and squawk and shriek and get into the papers all the time, and then we'll have we'll have reporters all over here looking for some sort of answer to what the truth of the matter is, and I'll have to deal with all the fallout from it.
2: Press is the worst thing that could possibly happen. She's being completely serious when she says that.
0: <laughs> but what he is claiming in this... Evidence I have yet to see, but it's clear that, well, that his majesty or the the people in his employ have have seen it. Someone has seen it and seen it fit to say it's believable.
2: He must have some kind of compelling evidence, then, unless you have enemies at court.
0: Oh, I could save you from the politics. Yes, well. But (sighs) that being said, of course there are people who politically would rather see themselves succeed, whether it's at horse racing or at the markets or trade in India?
2: Yes. It is rather troubling. You you don't have any ideas who could be behind this? Anything at all?
0: I know that there was a a woman in his life other than Mother. I'm aware. Hmm. There was a a memory I have. Well you were probably much too young to have seen her, but there was a there was a woman that came here one evening. It must have been Oh, I was no more than five. But I can remember her. She looked nothing like Mother. She was Italian or Greek or something like that. And while I remember her and father having they were talking, I think. I came in here to the study while they were talking and they shooed me out. But this would have been when when maybe this was when you were in... Mother was in hospital with you. They went somewhere. They went into the woods nearby. I remember them leaving. I can't say more than that, but it's clear as my mind that she was not our mother. She was not And there was a... There was something about her. that captivated Father. Unendingly.
2: Do you remember anything they said?
0: Or what they were
2: doing when you came into the study?
0: Even as a young child, I knew when two people were close. You know? I knew the differences between being a member of staff and a member of family. And this woman was like family to him. They were physically close. I think she gave him that rose... So do
2: you think this Alexander whatever or or someone acting on on his behalf is who broke in?
0: In doubt he'd have the force of the the backbone to break into our home, but...
2: Well, he has the backbone to bring a case to court.
0: It's politics, though. He's got no right to... There's no way. Even, Even if he truly is who he says he is. And he is some bastard of fathers, and he will simply go about history as a bastard. That's the simple and easy way that they deal with these things
2: Raymond, and I'm just gonna perch myself on the edge of a chair at this point. Have you considered trying to buy him off? Hmm.
0: I would if he would make contact with me honestly i would I would rather pay. Whatever sum he is looking for. Whatever, um... Whatever whatever bit of money he needs to continue on with his illicit existence, I would be happy to pay it.
2: Yes. Well, he can't take your title, Raymond, or the estate, or or anything else. He's a bastard, and father never claimed him as his son, and, and all of those things. But if we could just... Buy him off, or hmm. like like i said Raymond i I might be able to contact william i'm i'll 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 see what I can do there, and mm. if you think William could help or give some other information, I can do that
0: i I don't know, but it is quite possible you know my father used to take me on rides when I was young, and we would pass through the woods north of town, and he had this area we would always ride in a circle around.
2: Where where was that?
0: Just a mile or two from here. It's not far but I'm remembering it now because it's the direction that the two of them went in.
2: Maybe if this dreadful rain ceases for a little bit maybe I'll go have a look. Don't know if it'll tell me anything but maybe they buried something out there who knows.
0: Maybe. How are you finding the library?
2: Oh it's Father's catalog is still there. I see you only got through the first two pages. Well,
0: I don't have time for these books. I'm too busy fending our family name off in court, evidently.
2: Yes, apparently. I'm sure you'll do a wonderful job. Have you told Mother? Gods know. Yes, I'm not quite sure she could uh, live up to this. the scandal of actually having to admit that Father has a bastard somewhere. Yes, well, we must keep this from her. That's for certain.
0: In just in case we are... You are descended upon by the papers. I wanted you to be aware of it before some roving reporter came knocking on your door.
2: Yes, I appreciate the heads up. Now I can tell Fraser to beat them off with a stick.
0: How is he working out? Is he all right?
2: Oh yes, he's marvelous. I don't know how I got on without him before. Well,
0: I should like to speak with him before you all leave. I have something I need to clear up with him.
2: Shall I send him in? I saw him just a few minutes ago.
0: Please. I'm going to move camera. Richard, you have pored over this book for a bit now, and you can see that the pages are, well, rather well embellished. Hmm. You come upon a page here that is rather curious. You can see that there, uh, in the picture there, there are two uh, figures. This picture in particular and the text on it is written in Latin and so your, your education maybe didn't delve too deeply into the specifics on Latin, and so not all of this page is, is directly known to you, but when you see the figure on the left hand of this rather embellished page holding a key, you stop on this page.
5: Hmm. This is interesting. Funny, I'd made, paid more attention to uh, to languages... it's getting frustrated that he doesn't read latin
0: simon you can see that richard seems to have stopped his uh, perusal of this specific book on this one page
1: what is it richard come take a look you don't happen to speak latin do you Fred? i don't no no me neither i'm afraid don't you uh professor types aren't you required to speak latin well, I had somewhat of an unconventional um, schooling.
5: I consider myself rather lucky. I, I went to a uh, a school that specialised in uh, mathematics and science, um, which of course is perfect, but uh, not unfortunately for this. And Richard will just turn the book round and show it to Simon and say, "Look, it's an illustration. Uh, the one on the left has this this key. Not quite sure what the rest of it is, but." Uh,
1: Seems significant to me. Is there a bookmark around here or somewhere?
0: I have no doubt that there are several in the library.
1: (laughs) I suggest you uh, put one in for this page so uh, Lady Elizabeth can see it.
5: Yes, I
1: suspect she may have had a more traditional, possibly classical
5: education. Perhaps um, perhaps she can uh, interpret this.
1: Worst comes to worse, maybe we can borrow the book from the library. Yes, I mean she did seem
5: rather, uh, rather amenable to uh, letting me look round, and I, I know she's very keen on uh, uh, unlocking the book that she has. So uh, yes, yes, no, that's a, that's a fantastic idea.
1: Then let's go ahead and uh, you finish looking through this one and mark it, set it aside. I'll just keep watch.
5: Yes. Um, Richard will continue to look through the book, having found one thing, he's curious to see if there's anything else in there.
0: Just, just another passing scene there with uh, with Rena and and uh, and Spike, so we can let them know that uh, the principal now awaits for uh, Mister Fraser.
4: Have I had a chance to speak to Mister Brewster?
0: Uh, what specifics would you need for Mister Brewster then?
4: Specifically, just uh, kind of corro- corroboration uh, of what Mister Meadows has said, and and also whether or not he knows what the specific book that's gone missing is because um i kind of reckon that it's likely that he would have a fairly good idea of what was in there but it, it is possible that he wouldn't know exactly the, the nature of every single book in the study
0: he probably gives you his best estimated guess at that point and would say something to the effect of if if you mention do you mention the, the the type and color of the cover i would imagine Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So if you give him the details, then what he would tell you is, as far as he's aware, all the books are fairly well catalogued. But the book that you're asking about specifically would have been about um, probably the the, the land uh, dealings here in uh, this section of the country for the past two or three hundred years. It would have been uh, more of a transactional log of properties sold and bought.
4: Hmm, I see. What a bizarre thing to steal. Oh well, 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 thank you very much, Mister Brewster. Thank you very much indeed; much
0: appreciated.
4: Uh, Mister mm. uh, Meadows, uh, he's working out, is he? Yes.
0: Oh, he's a wonder. Ah, that's, uh, truly a wonder, and uh, uh, he's really taken to the role. I think.
4: Mm, yes, he certainly seemed to be. Uh, certainly seemed to be enjoying the position, which is that's well, very good. Very, it's good to see some some young blood in the house. Sir. Well, I shan't detain you any further. Um, I have other business to attend to with her ladyship, but. Uh, it was very pleasant to see you again, Mr. Brewster. Uh, and you, sir. And my regards to your good lady as well. Thank you. I'll, uh, I'll move on back towards the library just to see what, uh, what's to do there.
2: I'll intercept in the hallway. Uh, Fraser?
4: Ah, yes, Your Ladyship, yes. Uh,
2: his lordship wishes to see you.
4: His lordship wishes to see me?
2: Yes. Uh, he's in the study. He said he wanted to speak to you about something for a few minutes. What?
4: Very well, Your Ladyship. Uh, I don't suppose he happened to mention what it was pertaining to?
2: He said he needed to clear something up. That was all he said.
4: Very well, Your Ladyship. I'll, I'll attend to him right away.
2: Thank you, Fraser. I'm sure it'll be fine.
4: Thank you, Your Ladyship. Uh, yes, yes, I'm sure it will be. I'm absolutely sure. So with a, a certain amount of trepidation and, and curiosity, uh, Fraser will head towards the uh, to the study and
0: knock on the door. Come in. You hear a very strong voice from the, uh, from the Earl. perk up.
4: And they will walk in feeling slightly like a, a schoolboy who's been uh, asked to go and see the headmaster. Um.
0: Uh, you see the uh, you see uh, him standing near the window staring out the study's windows probably as you'd seen uh, his father do so many times. The son is not necessarily the father as far as his overall presence at this point yet. He's still probably fine-tuning a bit the role, you figure? Mm. Um, but he does look pretty concerned. Your lordship, I, I understand you uh, you wish to speak to me? I do. Please. He waves you forward. Step forward. He comes towards the point of the desk, keeping a fairly respectful distance between the two of you, as to not uh, confer any sort of familiarity. It's come of my understanding that my sister has a certain amount of travel plans in the future? Uh yes, that is correct, Your Lordship, indeed. The nature of them I'm not necessarily aware of yet, nor do I need to be, he raises a hand to caution any attempts for clarity. I just... I want to make sure that she's safe on these trips. After we've had the break in here, I'm, I'm concerned about... Uh, travel abroad so
4: mr Fraser's shoulders visibly relax as, <laughs> as he, he as he realizes that he's not actually in trouble about anything <laughs> um but uh, but uh, and and indeed his lordship's concern for her sister's well-being um uh, kind of uh, gladdens his heart to to some extent and says, yeah indeed your lordship uh, I, I I assure you her ladyship's health and well-being is my my highest priority I will be by her side throughout the whole journey, and I will attend to any and every need she has. You need to set your mind at rest, Your Lordship. I, I will ensure her safety. I give you my word, sir.
0: I shall hold you to that. There is a the slightest inference of a smirk crosses his face. I would expect nothing less, Your Lordship.
4: Very well. That should be all, Mr. Fraser. Very well, your lordship. And if there's anything else I can do for you while I'm here, I, I understand that your man, uh, Meadows, has uh, everything well in hand for you, but uh, I am
0: at your disposal. Again, thank you. Okay, shift camera. Maggie, tell me how you're spending the balance of your day after seeing the skinned head of a human being.
3: Well, I would uh, phone the yard to turn over the piece of skin that I took from a crime scene. Oops. <laughs> Oopsies. And aside from that and drawing, I would imagine maybe quiet contemplation. I would check on Aunt Edith, um, occasionally just to to make sure that she's still all right. Peek in, see if she's still asleep, if she's uh, awake yet. And um, but sp- spend the remainder of my time probably at the house.
0: The day itself grays a bit for you. Uh, Colors seems to kind of drain out of most of the objects, less the floral bouquets that uh, the folks from Paris brought. It's very difficult to understand what would bring someone to do that to someone else as it's clear that a message was being sent. Although you're not sure why.
3: Um, Or to whom.
0: mm, Indeed. And that probably is the larger concern. Who was supposed to get this message?
3: Yeah. I don't see why it would be Maggie (laughs) myself.
0: Well, that's that's the whole mystery of it. I know. I love mysteries. Mm -hmm. So, looking over the paper that you were given, um, the skin, Yes. it's fairly clear that this was taken from a section of the scalp, Mm -hmm. probably up near the temple area. The Mm -hmm. follicles are very tiny, so they're not um, the traditional larger follicles that would be the front and back of the head. Um, it's also clear that the section of flesh was cut with some accuracy and some neatness. If you didn't know it any better, you would say that this person is likely very good at um, stationary. They have a steady oh. hand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Which is a bit disturbing, of course, because you would figure, and your brain does this to you, unfortunately, you would figure that. To get good at something, you would have to have practice. Yes. And then you go, oh, oh. So those are the things that you're kind of dealing with for the balance of the day. Yeah. It isn't until evening where the uh, Parisian visitors wake up and then almost like this strange carnival, the whole thing that you walked in on this morning starts again.
3: (laughs) Well, that will be a nice distraction for myself and for Anne-Edith.
0: Yes. Your Aunt Edith does eventually um, wake back up. She joins them on her customized patio, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And there's wine and there's cheeses and there's this hookah device that they all seem to be enraptured with. Yes. And should you partake, it's fairly clear that after half an hour or an hour or so, um, the goings-on of the morning are far less of a concern.
3: That's what Maggie was hoping. <laughs> uh,
0: it does seem to fit fairly well. <laughs> and, oh, look, of course I'll have another glass of wine. That would be wonderful.
3: Yes. Ease the tension.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The staff, Mr. Fraser, make you aware that there is going to be a dinner for those folks who are interested. They they were happy to host you, uh, although... They would just need to know if all of you are coming.
4: I'll need to speak to her ladyship to see if uh, she intends to stay the night. But uh, uh, very much so. Uh, Will there be other guests, uh, or is it just the family?
0: I believe it. It's just the family.
4: Yes, of course. I'll well, I'll I'll speak to her ladyship, uh, and I'll uh, I'll let you know if there there will be any uh, additional seats required. Wonderful. So uh, yes, I'll I'll uh, I'll head back back round to the library, then knock on the door, and see how they're getting on, with the intent to um, sort of pass this information on and, and ask if they are intending to, to stay the night, and if so, I'll make arrangements for places to be laid for them for for the evening meal.
0: I guess the, the real question for uh, Lady Elizabeth is, is she interested in venturing out into the wood now that the, uh, the rain has uh, kind of subsided?
2: Yes, I think so. Fraser, yes, we'll be staying the night, I think. I have some things I want to look into, what we can go back to london tomorrow
5: very
4: well um so i'll have your room made up for you as usual and i think uh, perhaps uh perhaps the blue room for mr courtney and uh, the chinese room for uh for mr griffith
2: that sounds wonderful i'm sure if those rooms are available and uh fraser once you've done that please come back and see me i have a little uh expedition that we need to go on i think
4: of course your ladyship uh yes indeed i will indeed i will Is there anything we should be requiring for our expedition, your leadership?
2: Umbrellas, for certain, and extra raincoats for our colleague here.
4: Ah, an excursion uh, around the grounds, yes. Uh, Yes. Would we perhaps require uh, binoculars or something of the like?
2: Well, um, out of character question, Mike. Mm -hmm. Is this place that Raymond mentioned, is it the one I would recognize from my backstory note oh yes okay so i know exactly where it is yes you do would we need to ride or anything to get there or is it walkable
0: in the soft ground i think you would probably want to walk rather than ride if only because getting up on horseback and soft ground probably makes you a little bit more concerned
2: okay so well it'll be a bit of a walk so perhaps uh make sure you have sturdy shoes
4: perhaps a wellington boots your ladyship
2: yes uh, i look over at richard and uh, and griffith well, would either of you like to accompany me on a walk or are you content to stay here
5: a, a walk to where
2: there's a a place out in the woods that you might find interesting it has some some connections to what we're studying i think i see um if i
5: might be so bold um did you study latin at all
2: yes i did
5: oh fantastic um i've discovered something of interest i think in uh in in this book of your father's oh excellent
2: so fraser if you will have the rooms made up and perhaps procure some some wellingtons for our colleagues here um come back and say half an hour 45 minutes and we'll proceed and in the meantime i will have a look at this book
4: Of course, Your Ladyship, I'll do just that. Um, And perhaps some uh, electric torches as well. I believe we have one or two on the estate.
2: That wouldn't be a bad idea.
1: Ma'am, are are we expecting anything uh, possibly untold? Mm,
2: Not that I can think of, but... Well, I, I don't know. It's impossible to tell these days, I suppose.
4: Well, uh, perhaps a, a wee trip to the gun cupboard might be in order, then, your ladyship.
2: Whatever you think necessary, Fraser.
4: Just to be
5: on the safe side. Of course. If if there have been break-ins here, then I think that would be wise. Very well. Uh, do you shoot yourself, uh, Mr. Courtney?
2: Oh. <laughs> um, the phrasing on that.
5: Uh, no. No, that's not my thing, I'm afraid.
4: Never mind. I'm... Um, uh, I'm sure you,
5: you'll uh, you'll be able to carry
4: the umbrella then, perhaps.
5: Uh, yes, I mean, if we need to take any um, sort of uh, the, the, the torches, or, or yes, an umbrella, or or maybe a notebook um, for for, um, for taking notes. What a splendid idea, sir!
0: Dinner goes on, and it is everything you would imagine. Those of you who've never been here before, a dinner to be at uh, such a grand estate. It's. Got all the pomp and circumstance, probably not necessarily the the black tie and whatnot, being served excellent food, uh, and then obviously wonderful drinks. It gives you a wonderful summation of a day that has been a little bit curious. Later on that early evening, the four of you walk out into the Northern Wood. Mr. Fraser, you grab a couple of, Shotguns, just in case, wanting to be careful. uh, The gun cabinet is right where you'd left it before, so there's no concern there. You prepare for perhaps some random pheasantry, if necessary.
4: Random peasantry, did you say?
0: Oh, uh, maybe. (laughs) No. Uh, So the walk out to that wood, though, it takes probably no more than 20 to 30 minutes, give or take. The ground is uneven on the way out. The woods are not necessarily thick in this area but they thicken up as you get towards the grove. Uh, So I would imagine, Lady Elizabeth, given the fact that you know where you're going, you're leading the way.
2: Very much so. And I'm, unusually I'm not making conversation or or chatting with anyone and Fraser would notice that there's a little bit of tension uh, perhaps in her shoulders or on her face.
0: Sure, sure. The woods tend to thicken up a little bit, and you even get a a few rolls in the hills here, so there's some larger rocks here, Um, but it's nothing so gigantic or enormous that you couldn't possibly get over or get through. It does take a bit of assistance from Frazier on a few accounts just to make sure that you have the proper footing. That said, though, the grove itself is fairly dense, and it must be only, from what you can see, Simon, it's probably only about... um, a hundred or so yards in uh, in coverage here. So it's not very big in the grand scheme of things, but it's big enough. Even as you get deeper and deeper in, you can tell that seeing the um, open and rolling planes from before is a foregone conclusion. There's no way you'll be able to see anything from here.
1: Question. Um, does it look like any of this area, since it's overgrown, has it been disturbed?
0: It does not look disturbed at all. It actually looks... Uh, Like, it's done a lot of good natural growth. I mean, there are some deer paths and whatnot that you can see in the area, but you don't see any um, horse marks or uh, any cutting or clearing that's been done.
4: Okay. Okay. Uh, Mike, I'm wondering. Um, I'm kind of guessing that there's probably not not the opportunity or the time to do so on on our way out. But uh, I, I was wanting to have a look uh, outside around the study window, and then see if there were still any footprints um, re- remaining. After I'm, I'm aware that there has been a certain amount of intervening time, and and they they may have gone by now. But I was I was wanting to see if I could uh, try and follow them and see if there were any any. Any signs at all um, of of uh, that would kind of give me an idea of who it might have been that would have been in in the study, stealing uh, the, the
0: book. Looking out uh, in that area, just because you're going outside, you've had you would have at least a couple of minutes to to pop around the side of the estate and just see if there was any evidence left. You don't see any. You see disturbed dirt, but no. There's no prints left. It's been okay. It's been quite a bit of time. Yeah. yeah, that's that's fine.
4: I'm going to engage Lady Elizabeth in conversation in order to pass on the information, um, about the, that, that I've spoken to, uh, I've spoken to Mr. Brewster and he has told me that, uh, the, the book, um, that was removed, uh, as far as he recollects was, um, was a book with, with some, uh, information about land dealings, um, uh, the sale and purchase of of land, and and I dare say there were some uh, there were some kind of uh, survey maps and that sort of thing in amongst it as well. Um, I, 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 and and I have no idea exactly why why this of, of all things would be stolen. It seems very peculiar to me that somebody would break into the house with the sole purpose of, of stealing a, a little sculpture of a rose and a and a book of land dealings.
2: That's interesting. Thank you, Fraser.
4: Of course, Shepard.
2: I'll speak to his lordship later.
4: Yes, I mean, I, I can't imagine w- what purpose these would serve to anyone, but uh, clearly clearly, somebody wanted them.
2: Yes.
0: How direct are you taking as far as the path to the grove?
2: I'm going the the way I remember going the last time.
0: So you enter the wood here, and then you continue... You basically have to take the trail that goes, uh, the trail starts and goes left, and it seems to hook around this centralized grove until it reaches almost back around to the right. Some rocks and some uh, rather large grouping of trees make make going right initially basically impossible. Uh, But you find the entrance to the grove. It, It has definitely overgrown a fair amount, although not an impassable point. And it's there that you see this rather large flat rock where you saw that scene as a child take place. There are even echoes of it now in your mind of the group that was gathered here and the curiosity at what they were doing.
2: I'm going to just sort of catch my breath and then lean back against a tree for a moment as I start having these little flashes of of remembering things. Just sort of looking around and and trying to remember as much as as much as I can. Like if I blocked out seeing seeing father there, or maybe this woman. Now that I know she was there, maybe the one from my vision with the the sextant. I'm trying very hard to remember if I saw them here.
0: Why don't you make me a power roll?
2: Ooh. Okay. That is a two.
0: Okay. <laughs> you kind of fall back a bit uh, to this the closest tree, which is no more than maybe three or four inches from your right-hand side. And, Fraser, you end up making sure that you're available for her because she seems to get a little woozy.
4: Your Ladyship, um, I'll step over towards her and take her arm if she, if she looks like she's uh, unsteady on her feet. Are, are you quite all right, Your Ladyship?
0: The vision you have lady elizabeth is of nine people here in uh, what can only be stated as a complete state of undress and ecstasy in the center you see your father he seems to be presiding over this situation at least for the first half of this memory that you have and it really isn't until he kneels that you see that there is this ninth person, this ninth form of this beautiful naked figure that stands atop this rock. And there's this cup that she holds in her hand. It's a very simple, what it almost appears to be if it's made out of clay or mud and she pours it out. And when she pours it out, the, the contents of it, this viscous dark fluid pours over coats your father's head and it seems to coalesce between his, his knees as he's knelt there and there's this raucous and rolling cough that comes out of his body and it's at that point you f- see your vision fleet from the scene and you snap back to
2: uh, uh uh Fraser
0: yes your leadership I'm right here
2: Sorry, I just I, I lost myself for a moment there. Uh, quite all right, uh, quite all right. Thank you. Uh, are
4: you are you quite sure, your leadership? You're you're, you're definitely all right.
2: Y- yes, yes, I'm fine.
4: Did you, you did go a very a very a very pale in the face there, your leadership?
2: Yes. Uh, well, uh, I got lost in these woods once as as a child, and I. I just remembering being stuck out here.
4: Oh my, oh my I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. I wasn't aware.
2: No, uh, it's uh, not something I like to talk about. Uh,
4: yes, well, uh, the woods can be a very scary place for a small child. Yes,
2: uh, but there, there are some... Uh, look look back at the professor. There are some uh, local legends of, of this place being some sort of local occult uh, sort of meeting ground or, or ritual areas like sort of like Stonehenge but without all the stones if, if you know what I mean and I thought maybe there could be something here
4: really, I had I had no idea your ladyship a heathen practice in the woods so close to so close to the estate
2: well most of this country used to practice uh, heathen rituals as, as you put it Fraser. So I would be very surprised if we weren't near one at any moment in time.
4: I suppose that's right, your ladyship. Uh, those days are long behind us, thank the Lord.
2: She doesn't respond to that. <laughs> I, I do want to move in and go look around, Mike. Like, Do I see anything, like any symbols or, or any like circle, stone circles, like small stone circles or, or anything... Anything that reminds me of anything I've seen in in my occult readings
0: yeah there's no stone circles there's no symbols on the ground per se, but what you do find near the rock is unmistakable there's a hole it's probably probably ten to twelve inches around it's roughly circular
2: Fraser pass me that torch please
0: of course your ladyship here you are.
2: I'm going to go up to it. I'm just going to shine the torch into the hole and, and see if I can see anything.
0: Do be careful, Your Ladyship. The hole ends probably a good... foot and a half, two feet down. It ends just in what looks like dark mud. It, the dark and, and color of that mud isn't um, any different from the mud and dirt that's around here.
2: Mm-hmm. Does it look like there's anything down there or that there has been anything there?
0: Not recently. Hmm. I mean there's even leaves in it. It's not it's not like it's pristine okay. by any means.
2: Mm-hmm. So, Professor, what do you think?
5: It's interesting, but I'm not entirely sure. I'm um, what were you hoping to find here? I don't know,
2: but like I said, there was some some of these legends about uh, rituals and things being carried on here and I thought with father's books and, and everything, maybe there was some connection and and uh, Raymond happened to mention this place and it just seemed like too much of a coincidence.
5: Yes, I, I as I think I've explained, I, I don't believe in those things either. Um, normally patterns emerge for a reason. Um sometimes knowing the connection is, is not easy, but there is normally normally something that connects these things together. Um would you would you mind terribly if I, I had a look?
2: Please be my guest.
5: And Richard in the most awkward way possible is gonna try <laughs> and make contact with the ground um without actually making much contact with the ground with all of its mud and scars and stuff all over the place.
4: I was going to say, Mister Fraser would be uh, quite happy to help Mister Courtney make contact with the ground.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he would.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, I mean, just just uh, kind of kneeling down ever so slightly and looking around. Are you going to stick your hand in there, or like, how are you going to? Uh,
5: would you Would you be so kind as to to hand me a torch? He's just going to sort of stick his hand out and vaguely look round.
4: I beg your pardon, sir.
5: Um, a, a torch. Did you Did you have one of those electric torches? Uh,
4: I brought a torch for uh, for Lady Elizabeth. Yes. Uh, did you not bring a torch yourself, sir?
5: Um, no, I didn't pack one when I came. I'm afraid.
2: Here, use mine.
5: Uh, thank you. Thank you. What are y'all looking at? I don't entirely know. There's a a, a hole in the ground here. I was going to um, going to have a look. Uh, would you care to pair with me? Sure. So Richard is going to um, I think he's going to just instinctively know how to turn this torch on and,
1: uh, <laughs> and look down the hole
0: Yeah, you look down the hole you see much the same description it's a its a hole in the ground I'm going to stick
1: the shotgun butt in the hole if it's big enough Uh,
0: yeah I suppose it'd be big enough And uh, see if anything happens It doesn't appear to Lady Elizabeth, why don't you roll a cult for me please
2: Okay, well, let's hope that my rolling luck holds. Okay, I've got a 50 and a cult. Uh, can I spend three luck to succeed on that? Sure. Okay, so I'm going to spend three luck.
0: It really isn't until Simon puts the butt end of the shotgun in that it clicks, and not the gun. <laughs> what clicks is the hole. This is a hole for a maple. And so, of course, there's no pole in it because the maypole would be taken out because just from your knowledge, you would know that the maypole would be used at Yule to create a Yule log. And so, yeah, this pole must have this hole must be for a, a maypole. A, a, it was a place that they did a pagan ritual at.
2: Uh, professor, do you know anything about maypoles and, and that sort of thing? Oh.
0: I
5: uh, a little. I once read something on druids and, uh, and that kind of thing. That's what you're referring to?
2: Was it some sort of fertility ritual or life ritual? Something, something of that nature?
5: I don't recall the specifics. Hmm. Puzzling. What here,
1: I wonder?
2: I suppose they don't have maypoles where you are, Mr. Griffith?
1: No, I don't know what you're talking about.
2: It's this sort of uh, pagan ritual, or well, heathen rite, as, as you would say, Mr. Fraser. Uh, they would put, a, put up a pole and put flowers on it and dance around it, and I, I believe different uh, different regions had different versions of this, this ritual, but if, if I recall correctly, it was a, a fertility ritual of, of some kind. It was always performed in, in spring, hence May pole. And new life and, and birth and all that sort of thing.
5: Yes, yeah, quite ridiculous, of course. It's
2: a little disturbing. Hmm.
5: Maybe there's a convergence of ley lines. I've I've read about these. Um, do you, would you know if your, your estate is, is close to one or on one or more?
2: I have no idea. Uh, maybe there's something about it in one of Father's books.
5: Yes, yes, back to the library. Yes.
2: Can I look around, Mike, and see if there's there's anything else that either looks out of place or that sparks a memory or, or something?
0: One of the strongest memories you have of this place you've already had. Mm-hmm. So other than those memories, uh, that's really about it. I mean, the rest of the forest here looks... It looks like it hasn't been used for anything else in, gosh, years.
2: Do I... Hear the normal, like, forest noises, like birds and insects and animals and all that sort of thing, or is it just deathly quiet?
0: No, no, you hear all sorts of birds and.
2: Okay. So it's not that creepy. <laughs> no,
0: in fact, this area is um, teeming with life.
2: So. It doesn't look like anyone's been using this for any sort of rituals for a little while. Uh, you'll be happy to know, Fraser. It's still. Uh, I, I need to think. Uh, I I need to think about some things. I suppose we can go back. Uh professor, you had a, a book you wanted me to look at. Um
5: yes, I was going to remind you. Um if you wouldn't mind terribly looking at uh, um at what I found and see if you could possibly translate it.
2: Yes, I'll 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 take a look when we when we get back to the to the house. Uh Fraser, I'd like some brandy and warm milk please when we get back
4: yeah, absolutely I'll see to it right away
2: and you would know Fraser that this is a very uh, odd request because she never takes a nightcap
0: well you the group of you head back to uh, the estate and I think that's the perfect place to call it so uh, we'll leave you all tucked in there for the moment and then uh, the idea then would be next episode we'll pick up with uh with the next day, or maybe that evening, depending upon what the players decide. Maybe there's much more going on that they're going to decide to dig their teeth into. But uh, thank you all for listening to this uh, extended episode of Horror on the Orient Express. We appreciate your ears and we hope that you're enjoying it. So we will see you next episode.